In this episode of Macro Peace Theater, we will review the export numbers for Germany and China, which are booming. But why are they booming? My name is Emil Kalinowski, and I will be your narrator for this episode, where we review Jeff Snyder's post on the 8th of November at Alhambra Investments. The title is Global Trade and Global Prices, China and Germany's Growth Scare. Ladies and gentlemen, very, very interesting piece. We are going to learn that the numbers look great at the surface. Why do they look great? Because prices are high for each unit of good. But how many units of goods are being traded? That's the underlying real economy. Well, as Jeff will inform us, not that much, not enough, certainly less than 2020, maybe even less than 2019. Is that a booming economy? While most people were still digesting the headline U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics report and its unemployment rate's latest dip on Friday, over in Germany, a few hours before the American release, the other country's economic bean counters at the Status had already published some puzzling, seemingly inconsistent data. Measuring total industrial output, industrial production, the Germans said theirs had declined by a substantial 1.1% in September 2021 from August, following when industrial production was already down 3.5% in August compared to July. In fact, Germany's vast industrial sector has been way off all year and getting worse. Recovery? Boom? Inflationary fires around the world lit by a purportedly walloping good time to be had in global trade, at which Germans always excel? By the status' latest, industrial output is off 4.5% since July, if only to put some emphasis into this Q3 growth scare. In truth, Germany's industrial production is down 7% since the end of last year, and remains an astounding 13.4% below November 2017's prior peak. Maybe it was the Delta COVID? Well, if not, then it must surely be supply shortages and logistical bottlenecks. Germany's industrial sector would be producing at an accelerating rate, we're told, if not for the raging snafus when trying to move product around the world in any significant quantity. But is this true? Could there be another reason or reasons why German factories are so far out of step with the inflation narrative? The fact that IP is behaving totally different when compared with other data regarding the flow of goods, particularly those heading out of the country, is, at first, confusing. We start with low and sinking production levels, yet find total German exports to be booming. This difference cannot be accounted for by domestic weakness either. Whereas production is dropping, exports remain noticeably sky high. Priced in euros, outbound goods were up 14.5% year over year in August. That's the latest data. Priced in dollars, Practically the same, 14% year over year. At the margins, there seems to be a huge amount of missing manufacturing. While there is some base effect in those 2020 to 2021 trade numbers, it's not nearly as much 
as in other data series. The two-year change in overall German exports priced in U.S. dollars was nearly 9% more in August 2021 compared to August 2019, indicating that foreign trade is significantly higher than before COVID, as anyone would expect during a rapidly recovering pandemic-free world. Even the Chinese, one of Germany's largest trading partners and by far its most important outside of Europe, they seem to report the same thing. According to estimates from China's General Administration of Customs, imports from Germany, priced in U.S. dollars, rose more than 15.2% in September 2021 from September 2020 and were practically the same amount higher, 14.9%, compared to September 2019. By the GACS figures, General Administration of Customs, import activity coming from Germany as the whole EU, has been significantly more in 2021 than at any other time in history, even when compared to 2018. Therefore, agreement with the status, or Eurostat. But, there was always going to be a but, you can already see one key problem already from the Chinese perspective. While imports coming from Europe, Germany, seem pretty high, they did top out at the end of last year. In effect, import action being moved in from the developed world, including the U.S., has been decreasing throughout 2021, consistent with PMI data, as well as China's own industrial series, industrial production. So, the marginal direction lower of Germany's, like China's, industrial production makes sense given the German economy's substantial exposure to Chinese demand for German and other goods. Still, why didn't industrial production in Germany go so much farther ahead like exports before this year's slowdown? The whole difference is actually prices. Typically, when considering all price factors behind any trade trends using U.S. dollar terms, the issue is the exchange value. When it goes down, reflation, that has both a positive effect on volume, up, as well as transactions, cheaper. In this case, we are actually dealing with a non-currency issue in the form of this whole inflation. Supply bottlenecks and shipping problems increasing the list prices of many of these marginal goods regardless of a rising dollar exchange value this year. The Chinese report that the U.S. dollar balance of trade from Germany, Europe, and even the U.S. is much higher in 2021. From the German perspective of total exports moved out to the rest of the world, it is basically the same thing, also priced in U.S. dollars as well as in euros. However, when looking at Germany's trade estimates from the standpoint of pure volume, a very different picture emerges. The estimated total weight of exported goods was practically unchanged in August 2021 from August 2020, but was 8.4% less than in August 2019. In other words, far fewer goods traded at much higher 
average prices. No wonder far fewer goods have been produced at the margins in Germany. Thus, not only is the physical amount of trade less in 2021 than it had been in 2019 or even 2018, the downward trend this year in German exports also matches Germany's industrial production. Outside of a very good march, coinciding with Uncle Sam's third helicopter, the volume of export trade has been declining since late 2020, and so has production. Put together, the inflation caused by the world's shipping problems has created a confusing situation where it might initially appear as if a booming economy is plagued, being held back by nothing more than these supply shortages. Clear up the supply problems and voila! Full recovery is unleashed, which would, in this view, make already inflationary conditions that much more inflation-y. Central bankers in a sudden rush to slow everything down, as if they could. However, if we consider these pro- bleh, however, if we consider these prices as anomalous, and that the global trade system isn't nearly so recovery ish, then what we have instead is a false signal, because no one seems to understand and appreciate inflation versus inflation, overlaid on top of a weak rebound, which is being essentially eroded as this growth scare further develops. In this other case, it's not a robust economy merely slowing off its peak rate. There's a seriously depressed economy hidden behind those prices, which is getting more and more depressed by the month. And if we look at Chinese imports using this perspective, it's the same as in Germany. Weak and weakening output, even though it seems from both sides of the trade data as if China's doing fine, if not really well. The one makes it appear as if the entire global economy is going along if now slowing down a touch from red hot. Accounting for prices, however, the cart goes back before the horse and we see an emerging downside from little to no recovery whatsoever. A very different set of circumstances. Deflationary rather than inflationary potential, which never really got going at any point. The very story global bond yields have been telling you all year, including during the conspicuously small reflationary sell-off in January and February. Despite tapering QE6 in the United States and increasingly resolute hawkishness all around the world of the central's... God, GDSF, mother F. Despite taper... Despite tapering QE6 in the U.S. and increasingly resolute hawkishness all around the rest of the world's central banks, the Bank of England notwithstanding, low rates continue to dominate as if none of the things the hawks are watching, including these prices, have anything to do with reality. Maybe the global economy really is struggling this bad, having little or at least less to do with the coronavirus and the supply issues. If that is indeed the case, this right here is inflation 
and not inflation. Therefore, a global economy in the midst of adjusting to it. Transitory. Thank you for listening to this episode of Macro Peace Theater. If any of you have ever worked on budgets, you know that there's at least two components you got to keep in mind. Price and volume. Maybe the total number looks good, but if you adjust for prices, maybe the volume is not so encouraging. And that's exactly what Jeff did here at a macro level, blah, blah, macro level for China and Germany. And we see some distressing news. Can you believe that actual volume levels are negative relative to 2019? But they look positive because prices are through the roof. Now, the question is, are they through the roof because of a booming economy and uh, governments giving out free money and central banks printing and therefore private banks are creating more money and everyone's optimistic about the future and there's a new social contract in place and the golden age is upon us and we're going to take off and we're going to take off too fast and there's going to be a great inflationary fire. Or is it because a finely tuned, just-in-time world economy was shut down? Shut down. And now the reverberations of that decisions are coming to the surface and there's still chaos taking place and we're not as resilient as we are efficient anyhow this is a fantastic review of the global economy underlying the headline price numbers and total return numbers we see that volumes are not encouraging and that correlates to the best predicting market that we know of, bond markets and euro dollar futures, which are all saying, mm, I'm not ready to take my clothes off and dive into this reflationary pool yelling cannonball. We're not ready to do that, despite all the actions by central governments and central banks. Ladies and gentlemen, that's enough for me. You go enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope to talk to you again tomorrow.